Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello on a Sunday um, to everyone. I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers uh, and Dr. Alexandrade is not with us today. We wish him well. I think um, he's just a little bit sick, so we hope he feels better today. Um, yesterday, we extensively talked about finding inspiration. And today, in continuation of our conversation yesterday, we want to talk about how we can find positive in something or some situation that is not so positive, and actually it is negative. So with that, um, I want to say um, many times we have faced in um, being in a situation that either people are arguing or either people are talking negatively. How can we actually be um, proactive and wherever we are, in whatever situation, even in different relationships, even in one-on-one -on -one situations that we are facing with some negativity, how do we change it to something positive? So we can talk about some examples, we can talk about our experiences, um, and I know practice is the best way to change some characteristics even in ourselves. So for example, if I'm a negative person, by practicing, I can change that. Um, by doing something to remind myself that, oh, you know, you've been a little bit negative um, or you've been very negative. So be honest to ourselves and know who we are. Uh, and find our negativity. If we really want to work on that, I know people say it's very difficult to change, but uh, we as psychologists, we believe we are um, agent of change and everything is possible. It's um, the main ingredient is your energy and you what you want. If you really want to become a positive person, you can switch that. And we can talk about that, how we can do that. And I want to give it to Dr. Rockers so that he can continue from here. What? Are you sure we can switch those things? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it takes time and energy and practice. Yes, we do. Important point there. It takes time. Yes. We have to have patience with the change process. It's so true. You know, it reminds me of one thing. If you see somebody change suddenly very quickly, oftentimes it's not a genuine change. I think that's the key. So we don't, you don't want to just try to flip a switch and suddenly be all different, however you are, but it's a, that's a process that we have to build on and build up over time. Are we, do you think this really is just talking about developing an optimistic viewpoint? Uh, that too, because all of these are hand in hand. Uh, as you were talking, I was actually thinking of many things all of a sudden in my head. You have to have a good childhood. You have to have a good memory of people around you. I think that doesn't happen overnight, as you mentioned. You know, if you have a good childhood, if people around you always were nice to you, if you don't have any bad memory from your upbringing, from your parents, from 
your close people are in your life, obviously you had an environment that was all positive and you grew up in that environment. It's easy to be positive, to see the world in an optimistic way. But let's look at someone who didn't have a good childhood, who grew up with people that they were negative. They always complained. They always did something negative to you. Obviously, it's not that easy. It's not in your nature. It's not in your experiences. It's not in practices you've seen from people that they were raising you. How do we, let's break it down and see how we can go through this and change that. Obviously, as someone who has gone through the life and they're, let's say, in 50s, they're in 60s, all their life, they never even talked about anything different than who they are and what they've seen. I think self-awareness is the first step. You know, you start seeing who you are, you know, how do you perceive the world? Just realizing, am I a negative person? What was my childhood? What was the way the environment was around me? Have I seen anybody positive in my past experiences, in my childhood experiences that I looked up to, that I liked? So start thinking about a person that you really liked because of their uh, optimistic way of looking at life, the positive way they are. They were funny. They were fun to be around. And we said, you can be that person if you want, but you have to first realize who you are, what you want to change, what the steps you have to go through, practice and practice and practice. And even be brave to say it to your friends, to your family, to people around you and say, you know, I decided in 2022 and start today. You don't have to wait later. Just say today, I want to start to change in some ways that, um, you know, I like to change. You know, first of all, you have to realize that you want it or not, because some people are happy where they are. If they're negative, they don't even see they're negative. But you have to first realize, are you negative? Are you seeing the world in a negative way? And then start from there. If I am negative, then okay. Then what do I? What should I do? Okay, that's what I'm saying. Go oh, back. That's... Yeah, go back to see what happened that you. Well, okay. There are two other things to say. Some psychologists they have a theory that they think temperament comes with you, and that is in a way true. We have a temperament there. Some people can relate to that. They have a baby. They, they say, they talk about their baby, that this child was different from this child. She was always happy. She always slept all night. She woke up with a smile. But this child started nagging, started with, uh, you know, very differently. So, you know, I, true, that temperament comes with us. But can we change it? I sort of think there's, there's a way to do that, and it's by practice. I think we could maybe even call this program How to Have a Good Childhood. <laughs> right? Seriously, can you? I think, well, no, I th this is, as, we're, as you're talking, as I'm thinking about this, no matter what, it is possible to go back and pick out and focus on things that were positive 
it, just as it is also possible to go back and pick out things which are very negative and focus sure. only on those. Yeah. Sure. So I think it is possible as an adult, older adult even, to have a good childhood. Hmm. I like even if that. you haven't had a good childhood. I really like that idea because believe it or not, even the time I wasn't practicing as a psychologist, I was always telling my students when they complain, oh, you know, my parents didn't even raise me. I was raised by myself. I always said, did you have a warm house? Did you have a food on the table? Did your parents even, you know, did, did they put you to school? Did they care about your education? Did they enroll you in this and that? You know, and then when you start talking to them, they say, yes, yes, they did. Yes. They, okay. Let's count all the positives. It wasn't all negative, you know? Um, so yes, it's easy to focus on negative, but let's bring those positive, even if they're just a few, focus on those. But I think also we can think back to times growing up when we laughed really hard. We could think of times when somebody may have said a kind word or a kind gesture to us. I mean, those are gold. That's, that's gold in terms of what's inside me here. And I think it's easy to miss those. It's easy to miss those that can get overshadowed by some of the difficulties. Not to say that the difficulties aren't difficult and problematic, but sometimes we may miss some of those smaller bright spots in the day. As I'm working with people, I work a lot with people who have uh, severe post-traumatic stress, PTSD, and it's from all different kinds of things. And there's some pretty bad things that happen to people and situations they go through. But one of the things that I work with people on doing is finding if you're really in the post-traumatic stress and you're very easily triggered, it's, it's pretty hellish existence. But one way to begin moving out of that hellish existence is to begin to notice some momentary bright spots, what I call breakthrough moments during the day. And they're always there. We don't always feel exactly the same the whole way through the whole day, right? Just like we don't feel the same way during our whole life or during our whole childhood. There are moments in our childhood where we do feel a little bit better than others. There are some bright spots. There are spots when we can laugh. There are spots when we feel really strongly connected to somebody else. So it's those things, if we can focus on those things, we can develop that skill, a skill of detecting those things. It's pretty easy to look back retrospectively and wash something all dark or all bad. Like, hey, that trip I went to Africa, yeah, that was pretty hellish. I hated it, it was no fun. But you know, even with that, there still were bright moments in it, right? There still were really some really great times in that. Mm -hmm. So we can, our experience is that way that we can go back and mine the experience for some of those great times. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy. And you know what? Um, something about the negative part of life is more 
um, highlighted in our mind. And also when I remember we were counting the emotions, the negative emotions and the positive emotions. I remember when I was counting, I can't remember the number, but they were like 38 negative emotions, you know, that we have named for them. And then we only had like 20 some positive names for positive emotions. And it was uh, really interesting to me that how many words you have for negative emotions and compared to positive emotions, they're more negative. And also it's easy to highlight the negative part. It's because our expectation is everything should go completely well. Everything should be smooth. Everything should be 100% right. And it doesn't. And because the majority of the time and majority of the situations are actually positive, those negative part, even a smaller portion, sticks to our head. I thought about this a lot, that I had so many that I can't even count positive things happening in my life. And it was always highlighted couple of events that I never forgot, and it was in my head. And I remember I was taking a course, um, and in that course, we were actually talking about what happened in our life that negatively stick to us, and write about it, talk about it, read it, have a partner to read about it. And I remember in one of these classes, I had a partner that I was reading this negative event and um, after, and, and the instruction was you read it. If you didn't have any emotions, keep reading it. Let those emotions come out. You may cry, you may get angry. Let those emotions come as you talk about that situation. And I never forget the third time I was reading, I was laughing like crazy. I couldn't even stop laughing because even after the third time, I realized how stupid that was in my head <laughs> that I thought is negative. And why was it so much in my you know, subconscious that anytime something happened, I was thinking about that, you know. So seriously, I mean, there are ways we can, um, you know, sometimes so many positives happens and then one little thing, because everything was positive, that was in our head and it was highlighted. And uh, with that exercise, I got free of it. I never even in my whole life, I think I would go back and think of it. And every time, even if it comes to my mind, I laugh about it. And I recall what happened that I laughed about it. It was just because I wrote it down. I read it to my partner three times in the class. And I never forget where I was, which class, what happened, you know, and uh, it just made me think that, yes, we can get rid of those negatives. You know, there, there are ways to do that. We can convert those. It's like the converting of a tragedy into a comedy. Hmm. That's very interesting. Right. Because I think, isn't, I thought I had heard it said, or I read it somewhere that all of comedy is a, what was a tragedy that was converted somehow. That yeah. it's, we get enough distance and space from it that it just doesn't doesn't have to mean that thing that it meant or it was 
so what if it was embarrassing or whatever? I think it's a good time to take a break. Let's take a break and we'll pick back up when we uh, finish the break. Very good. All right. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد اگه صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی از رادیو بامداد میشنوین ما روزهای شنبه و شنبه از ساعت 12 تا 1 بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی صحبت میکنیم در مورد مسائل روانشناسی، فرهنگی، مسائل روز و اگه به صحبت‌های معمولی ما و به اصطلاح گفتگومون توجه بکنین در لابلای صحبتامون همه مسائل فرهنگی، مسائل اجتماعی، مسائل روانشناسی گنجونده شده ممکنه که ما بالاخص روش یک تیتری نذاریم روش یک به چیز روانشناسی نزنیم ولی اگه توجه بکنین تمام صحبت هامون در رابطه با مسائلی هستش که ما در دنیای روانشناسی باهاش رو به رو هستیم و همینطور شما میتونین صحبت های مختلفی رو که ما تا کنون داشتیم از سپاریفای و از آیتون ما رو دنبال کنین تحت تاپیک های مختلف و در وقت های مناسب به ما گوش بدین ما برمیگردیم و صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم with Dr. Rockers. Uh, Dr. Alexandrade is not here with us today. Uh, the, if you just turned on your radio and didn't listen to the first part of our conversation, we were talking about how can we find positive in something or some situations that was not so positive or was even negative. And we talked about some of the steps we can take and having self-awareness is the 
very beginning a step in going back to our life and see why do we see things negatively? Do we want to change that negative um, behavior? Do we want to change some of the negative events that are sticking to our mind? And every time we go back, we think of a person who even was a close person to us, a father, a mother, a sister, a brother, uh, uncle, or anybody. When we were growing up, we didn't like because of their behavior, because of what they've done to us. How can we change that? How can we really take that highlight in a negative way and um, even turn it into not only um, more positive, but actually wipe off that negative thought? And um, we talked about even we can laugh about it by doing some exercises. And I shared some example of what happened um, at the first um session that um, Dr. Rockers and I were conversing. And so in continuation, uh, we are uh, talking about uh, change and whether it's possible or not. And if it's possible, how can we do that? And Dr. Rockers, I think the first step always is really looking at things more in depth, because sometimes we go through life we are at the age that we have gone through so many steps in our life. We don't even go back and think why this negative thing is in my head. Why do I think about this person negatively when I think of? Why do this person was so good to me? And I always love even thinking about this person. I know we all as human beings have that in our mind. And our mind is the major part of our life to go to because everything is saved there in our brain. And saving is in our unconscious and sometimes just kicks back and comes back. And sometimes it bothers us. Sometimes we just don't want to even go there. But today, because we're talking about bringing positivity into our life and say goodbye to those negative thoughts and change them. I like to talk about more of the steps and practices. And also when you said something about tragedy turning into comedy, I really like that idea because even when you said that, I thought there's always something that you can laugh about, even something that wasn't pleasant. And some of that, we were talking about humor yesterday i think it was yesterday too we talked about humor and some of the best humor that one can get out there introduce is laughing at yourself and i have a great example of that there was the and i talked about being in toastmasters and i have been able to use some of these tragedies in that way as humorous presentations like there was a time when i was living in dallas and i had taken these my shirts into the cleaners and i always liked getting my shirts heavily starched you know had this big ego thing like i like these shirts they should stand up by themselves like if i lean them against the door like that's how much starch they have and i was all proud that i get real heavy starch every time and I had this one shirt. It was a white shirt with these thin red stripes in it. And I went to pick it up from the cleaner. And when I picked it up that morning before work, they brought the shirt out and it was hanging on a hanger, except one sleeve had been torn completely off and was safety pinned to the front. 
And I was like outraged. And they said, well, you know, starch weakens the fibers and stuff like that. And I was kind of quiet and just accept it. I didn't accept it. I just took it, but it bugged me and it irritated me and I felt violated and, you know, all these bad things about it. I was really not in a good place. And I go to work and one of my friends at work, I told him about, I said, can you believe this? And he says, oh yeah, you know what you should have said? You said, you should have said, well, if that's the case, then I should just be able to reach up here and just tear off this other, other sleeve. And I said, yeah, you know, you're right. Cause I was thinking about what kind of force does it take to tear a sleeve off of a shirt like that? Like I'm thinking, okay, I got caught in the dish or the washer and, you know, these, and I could even in my mind, I could hear it ripping off there and that just real strong thing happening. So I go back that evening or the next morning it was, and I said, hey, you know, this shirt, I, I don't want to talk to you about that. And she says, oh, yeah. And I said, you know, if what you said is really true, then I should be able to just reach up here and tear off this other sleeve. And so and I did. And I reached up there to pull it, to pull it. And I pulled like pretty hard and I didn't need to pull hard at all. And it came off like tissue paper. It just came right off. Oh, and I felt so stupid inside. I actually almost laughed inside, but I had that tough guy demeanor. Like I said, well, oh, I had to pull pretty hard on it. It was so stupid. The whole thing was just so stupid. But the whole point is I was able to use that later on then in Toastmasters as a humorous presentation, just because it was like, oh my God, I was so caught up in it. It's a way I think of we can go back and look at these situations, some of these situations like that, and be able to find humor, our own responses. I think an important part too is what you said, and that is the self-acceptance, self-knowledge and self-acceptance. Self-awareness is what you said. We have to know these things about ourselves and to be able to accept them so that we can then laugh at them. Right. I go, I can say, you know, I was just all stuck up with pride and I thought it was so great and all that. And with that, then I can laugh at myself for having done that. I'm like, oh God, I hope I don't do that again. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, you mentioned acceptance and I totally feel like the first step is acceptance. This happened accept it because the main part that bother us and makes us negative about something is fighting it but the moment you accept that fighting goes away you know it just brings you more to the center i guess you know i'm i'm sure for everyone has happened that you um run into um, an accident, accident happens, you know, you're driving some, somebody from back or somebody doesn't drive correctly or uh, something happens and then you run into some cars. And the moment rather than getting angry, getting angry at the driver, if he or she hadn't done this, this wouldn't have happened. It has happened. Accept it, you know, and, and you can't change something that has happened. And this is something I always say that, can we change it? If we can change it, okay, go ahead and, and see what you can do. 
But if you can't change it, getting angry doesn't change anything. I know sometimes it just naturally comes out. But I guess when you practice this fact that something has happened cannot be changed, something that has happened has happened. And when you deeply understand this and you practice and you practice and practice, you become good at it, at accepting it. You know, it's not easy. It's not fun. It's not, and and I'm sure, uh, thank God, nothing very serious has happened when I'm talking to you about this. My experiences, even the worst wasn't really that bad, but I'm just saying, you know, I hope that um, we continue looking at this fact that something that happens, if we can change it, we definitely have to have a wise decision how we can change it. But if something has happened and we can change it, we have to find a way to say, okay, this has happened. Now, what can I do in the best way? Because our topic of conversation was how we can find positive in something negative. Let's say an accident has happened. How do we, how can we find a positive out of this? You know, sometimes we run into other drivers that are angry, but rather than that, can we exchange calmly our information? Can we get each other's, you know, phone numbers? And if in any case possible, just to start talking to that person, you know, and, and it is, you can even connect to that person. You may laugh at this, but it has happened to me that, uh, you know, we, we actually started talking, we exchanged phone numbers, and then, you know, we started really not becoming friend, friend, but, you know, it just happened. You um, talk and, uh, you know, you exchange your information. You just start talking where you work, what you do, you know, and the insurance take care of things. You're not fighting with that person, whatever has happened. But I mean, this was just one example, but there's so many other examples. Yeah, it's a great example. It comes back to that. We talked about the same side of the table versus across the table. And the whole idea of we can really do, I think, pretty much same things without it being this direct conflict. We can work with a lot of the things. And I think what reminded me of that is when you said if we about our knowledge about ourselves, if we fight it versus if we open and accept it. If we fight it, then we're in conflict with ourselves, with self-knowledge. And I'm refusing to know myself and denying that that is a part of me when it really is a part of me. That's a, that's problematic. And it's going to make for a lot of problematic behaviors. Conversely, if we open and accept where we are, then we're, it's that same side of table, things will flow better and we will move forward. And then also, um, you know, just knowing that we are all hormones, we are all, you know, everything that happens is in our brain, you know, all our hormones, the secretion of hormones, and then what happens, the toxic hormones in our body, the stress just kills a lot of, um, you know, people by uh, heart attack, by stroke, and we know how toxic um, anger is, we know how toxic you know, fighting with yourself is, you know, not accepting because 
all these um, cortisol is happening in your body and the toxic, we know how much they affect our cells, how much they affect our behavior, how much affect our, you know, whole body and realizing what we are doing to our body, to ourself, because we know health is important to almost everyone. When you start thinking about this, you realize that every day when you get up, something comes up, you know, uh, about your insurance, about your health, about your um, drugs, about your kids, about, no, it's serious, Dr. Rocker. That's true. I'm, from the day well, I'm with you. Laugh. I'm not against you. <laughs> yeah, you're laughing. But no, it is serious that from the day we get up, it's always stuff happening. You know, somebody calls, says something that, you know, you have to explain, you have to take time, you have to call someone, you have to be on the phone for a long time. Your kids calls and says something, this happens, that happens. I mean, they're part of life. If you start getting angry and fight against this and that and, and make your life miserable, it's easy to do that. But rather, just realize that these are part of life, accept it, move on and work to um, enjoy in a way that, as you said, Dr. Rockers, just make it fun for yourself rather than getting angry. Start appreciating things like, first of all, I'm alive. Thank God all these things are happening because I see it and I'm observing and I'm here today. Um, thank you for having another day in my life. Um, you know, I mean, it's how we see the world. It's how we see every day. Absolutely true. And the important thing is it's a skill. It's a skill we can develop. It's a capacity or a skill that is changeable. We can develop it and see. We're going to pick up on that as soon as we come back from break. Very good. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من دکتر سعیده ملک افسلی هستم به همراه دکتر دانیل راکرز امروز در خدمتون هستیم روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه ما ساعت 12 تا 1 بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی صحبت میکنیم در مورد مسائل فرهنگی اجتماعی و روانشناسی و اگه صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین و کسانی هستن در منزل که از زبان انگلیسی استفاده بیشتری میکنن خواهش میکنم ازشون دعوت کنین که به برنامه ما گوش بدن زمنان پادکست های ما در سپاریفای و آیتون قابل سرچ هستن و میتونین اونها رو بر اساس تاپیک های مختلف انتخاب کنین و در وقت مناسب به ما گوش بدین برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم
back with Dr. Rockers. Uh, this is Dr. Saide Malik Afsali speaking. Dr. Alexandrade is not here today with us. We miss him. We wish him well. And we continue our conversation. If you just turn on your radio and you are listening to us today, we talked about how can we find positive in something that is not so positive and a situation that is not so positive. And we talked about extensively about uh, finding a way to see things um, in a different way and even changing it uh, in a funny way. And rather than getting angry and fighting against it, just see it on your side and find something funny about it to talk about it. I know some people are by nature very humorous, but as we talked in anything we want, we can get good at it by practice. And Dr. Rogers, I like to hear from you more because I like to know how we can make this happen. Is it like reading about it, you said, uh, listening to jokes, or even if it's, let's say, I want to be good at leadership. I'm sure you're good at that. And you actually always talk about a book that was very helpful to you. So there are ways we can really change our perception or behavior. Um, and I like to hear from you. About which direction are you thinking at this point? Just anything. Like, how can we change? For example, if I'm not a good leader, how can I become a good leader? Can I change that? Well, I think that the key here is something that you've said already, which is practice. Ben Hogan is famously, like Ben Hogan was a very well-known golfer, but famously noted for somebody asked him one time, I said, hey, this, what's, what's your secret? You know, how do you do it? How do you, he's very well known as just an excellent ball striker and a super great golfer. And he said, my secret, he said, the secret's in the dirt. And what he meant was you got to practice. You've got to get out there and practice. And the key element, whether it's in leadership or becoming humorous or anything else, is you have to practice, which means you have to make efforts regularly. It also means that you have to have patience with the process. And it also means that you don't set yourself up for failure in terms of expecting something too big to happen too quickly. One of the biggest things that I found that is challenging for people in terms of change, this I found in my private practice, and I'd be interested in hearing what your take is too. But I think one of the biggest things is, a, is people have a really hard time recognizing and celebrating their small steps of progress. And a good part of my practice is doing, helping people do just that, is listening to what they're saying and being able to reflect back to them, this is how you have made change so far. This is something that you did, which was actually pretty great. This is something which may seem small, but actually is very big. Mm -hmm. That's to me, the biggest thing, because without that, we keep waiting for this big change and then it's easy to lose energy and motivation. But if we keep seeing those small steps of change, and this is related to what we're talking about, which is how do I, how can I have a good time with something? Or how can I appreciate things? It's 
how can I look for those small things that have changed? That's the, to me, that's gold. That's what I tell my clients. I said, that, no, that's gold. That's really important stuff. What you did there was really great. That's the key element in moving forward is in what way? You know, like on the last program, I think I mentioned the idea of you keeping a journal and just writing down each time you did something, each time you surrounded yourself with somebody inspirational or what you felt then. Keeping a journal is so good. And I'm a very, very big advocate of an actual written journal on paper, not doing it on computer or phone. The reason I like that so much, maybe because I'm an old guy, but maybe it's also because there's a more of a tendency to review those things. And I think a lot of times, at least I know for myself, things that I might take notes on or put in the computer, it gets lost in the jumble. But if I have a dedicated notebook where I keep some notes, like I keep a notebook of, all, of my ideas, I love keeping that. And reviewing that sparks more ideas. In the same way, if I'm wanting to make change on something, just write down each time I had a success or did something. And if I do that each day, that accumulates and I begin to change. It's, a, it's yeah. very powerful. Absolutely. Journal writing is uh, strategies that in many um, you know, therapy, uh, different therapy situation, we always, it's recommended, especially in CBT. And we always recommend writing journal. And I'm absolutely with you. When you write, first of all, you let the, whatever is in your mind, uh, clear from your mind. And you're not worried that you're going to lose it because the way the mind is, you're always looking for the issue and you review and it just goes like a circle. So you're worried that you may forget it. And that's how the mind works. But then when you write on the journal, you write on a piece of paper in a nice journal book, then you always, you know, it's there and you can always go back to it rather than trying to store it in your mind. That would be a great option. But also, I wanted to say that, isn't it Freud that said anxiety is part of human being life? And as soon as even you open your eyes to the world, anxiousness is part of you. So we are anxious. We want to get to the result very quickly. We are not patient. And we want to have it in a full circle rather than a step by step and in a small pieces. And you were absolutely right how important it is to accept that little piece that happened. It's um, celebratory. It's, we have to celebrate that. We have taken one small step, but we always, the, the way our mind works is we want to jump into it. We want to lose weight. We want to do it next day. We want to lose this much weight, but we don't think that within a year I can do that. Within two years, I can get to this point. And time passes very quickly, but we always want everything so quickly. And we are living in a world that they know this market, people who want to make money. So that's why they say in 21 day, you can lose this much weight. We know in experience that in 21 day, yes, you may change a little bit of your metabolism, but in reality, full circle, it takes about three to four months, really, your body get used to a different diet. So going back to behavior and things we want to happen rather than physical, uh, we want to make sure that 
um, we, first of all, are determined. We really want this to happen because it's important to be strong in your willingness. If you're weak and you say, well, I want to do that, definitely you're not going to put time and effort into it. But if you're really determined and you really want something to be changed, you are a different, uh, you have a different approach. So I totally agree that practice, practice, practice. And it's interesting that sometimes we don't realize that we can be whoever we want. We can create a skills that we, we think is natural in people, but we can create in ourselves. Maybe we are not uh, as good. It's just like any talent. Some people are talented in, for example, um, different um, um, creative stuff like painting, like um, carpentry, um, so many other things. But, but still we can have some of that, you know, we may not get excellent at it. Um, but step one is to have a little bit of that. And then gradually, if we still have that much willingness, maybe we can be even excellent at it. And I remembered um, there was a ex, um, inspirational speaker who always, um, I have, it's old, and I have the book and the CDs. Um, I think his first name was Brian. I forgot his last name, but he constantly talked about this in his presentations that in order to be good at anything, when you find your niche, that this is what I want, this is where I feel like I want to be, this is, you know, me in that situation, always read 30 minutes about that. If you read only 30 minutes, imagine of your 16 hours, you sleep eight hours, you work eight hours, you spend two hours with your family, you spend two hours with uh, on the phone or on the computer, you two hours for eating and relaxing, you still have another two hours. Out of that two hours, spend 30 minutes on reading about what you're interested in and what you want to be good at it. And I always remember this, that out of 16 hours, if you just 24 hours, eight hours you sleep, eight hours you work, there's another eight hours. Divide that eight hours to however you want to spend it. But he specifically talks about two hours with your family, two hours on your own, two hours um, connection with different people on the phone or on your iPhone you still have another two hours. Do we ever think about that? That that two hours, even 30 minutes of that, spend that on improving your skills in whatever you want. And you're going to get good at it gradually. So this is really important advice. That is very good advice. When did you read that or where did you get that from? That was a long time ago. In our management field, we always had books that they gave us. We always, you know, we had presentations we watched. And this was one of the times that they gave us this packet. And um, that really opened my eyes into what I was doing at the time. And um, that became you know, part of my life that every day I was thinking of, you know, either reading 30 minutes, uh, a book in the field I wanted to grow, 
or watch a video or do something just specifically 30 minutes, put in your calendar to grow into the field you are interested to grow. And I'm, I can assert that this is going to work, you know? Um, so I totally encourage everyone to think about the time that many of us, including myself, sometimes we always say, I don't have time, but we can create time, uh, you know? So that's then did in that management program, those are like a management training program that you were yeah. in. Yeah. In that, did they, was that like, okay, we're going to give you this stuff once a week and yeah, I hope you do it. Or was it the sort of thing where they really encouraged, no, you need to do this every day and help you implement the stuff? Absolutely. We had to actually take notes in our journals. I mean, nobody was watching you to do that, but we would come back to it. And in next meeting, we would talk about that. And then there were questions about like, which part you know, you are implementing which part you like. And then um, one of the things, um, the person who was actually presenting always said, note the highlights of whatever you're reading. Notes, uh, note the highlights of, you know, what inspired you. And those notes actually helped, first of all, to summarize what you have read summarize um, what you actually information received from your research or whatever you were doing. And then the highlights and what part you're going to implement, what part is going to be part of your daily thinking or acting upon. And it was just very interactive because you have to be interactive with what you're reading, what you're learning. Otherwise, if you just read it and let it go, it's not going to stick. We know how memory works. So you have to really, from your short-term memory, send it to your long-term memory so that it stays there and you use it. That's very nice. I like that statement a lot. You have to be interactive with the material. That's yeah. so good. You have to really interact with that and do the things. Yes. And Otherwise, change yeah. won't happen. Sure. And then also sometimes because you're at the beginning step of, um, you know, improving your skills or learning something new, one of the recommendations was always even though you don't may, maybe have the courage to use it in front of your entire staff, try to use it with someone you feel comfortable, with a friend, with your family member. And so you're, uh, you become more courageous to use it with bigger group. But beginning a step is say it in front of people you feel comfortable with, maybe your family members, maybe with your friends. And try to implement it step by step until you get, you have the courage, you have the knowledge, you have the experience, you have practice, and then use it with bigger groups. Because at that point, you feel more confident and it's easy for you. Yeah, you have to make the words that are coming out of your mouth your own words and the only way that happens is if you do that enough it's like if you read a new word and you want to start making that part of your vocabulary you have to say that a lot of times before it comes out naturally otherwise people can detect it like oh you don't usually say that word yeah. that type yeah. of 
That is true. And uh, it's funny because I had a friend from, uh, I think it was from, from one of the Spanish speaking countries. I probably think it was Spain because it wasn't from um, Mexican countries, um, I mean, states. But um, it was from one of the states from the Spain. And um, she was actually a very fun person. And I never forget that she was trying to use some big words, vocabulary words in English, and she was learning. And then she was actually using these words in the sentences. We were just talking casually. And all of a sudden, she would just, within the conversation, throw some of these big words. And then we knew that she's practicing and she's learning and we would laugh because that wasn't really a good fit for the conversation. And she knew that she just, she just said, I'm pronouncing it. So I don't forget. So at the middle of something casual conversation, she would just throw something <laughs> big that was no relevancy about that word in the conversation. <laughs> She just needed a way to use it. Yeah, she was just Practice. trying to use it, which was so funny. And actually, she learned a lot of big words by that. Because first of all, she was practicing in front of people who felt comfortable. And then even though it was irrelevant, but at least she learned how to pronounce it. And then, um, and then she gradually was, was writing in sentences. And she was so brave. She would just go to people and ask if this sentence is correct. You know, she wasn't embarrassed to say, hey, I'm practicing. I want to improve my English language. And everybody loved it because, first of all, she was honest. She wasn't hiding it. And she was um, she actually became really good at it, especially since the Spanish and English are very close. Uh, she got so good at it and she learned so many big words. Uh, she said, I like to actually act like I'm very sophisticated. And with that, I like to learn how to throw some big words, you know, and nice. she did it. She really, at the end, was very good. That is a great lesson for all of us. Yeah. That's wonderful. We're getting close to the end of the program. Would you like to uh, start with your tip? Sure. Um, I actually am such an advocate for turning things towards the positive, even if the situation is negative, even if something negative happens, because I think we all are very capable of doing that. We just need to, we just need to want to do that. So if you actually practice and become good at it in any situation, if somebody says something negative, if you see someone even talking behind some people in a negative way, rather than shut them down, you can always say, do they have any positive that we can talk about that too? You know, in a nice way, you actually bring the positivity into the conversation and you are actually telling those people, let's talk about positive. Let's not bring negativity. It's easy to um, actually put down people in a negative way, talk about behind them in a negative way, or even when we see them pick something negative, but um, by practice, we can do that. And I really want to encourage and invite everyone to start doing that. Even if it's something simple, you can always say something nice things about people. There's definitely so many good things about everyone that you can pick 
and talk about it rather than the negative part. Right. It's a skill. It's like we talked about. It is a skill you can develop. You can develop the skill of finding positive in any particular person. The wrap-up piece I would like to add is you can develop a skill. Think about this one. It's a challenging one to say at the beginning of the day, I am going to have a great day today. And then as you go throughout the day, make sure that you see and say and think about things in a way that makes your day a great day so that at the end of the day, you can say, you know what? I had a great day today. That's, that's quite a, uh, I think that's quite a challenge, but I kind of like that. I'm going to work on that for myself. I haven't done that. I just thought of that as we were doing this program, but it's a skill. Yeah. I can, I can learn that skill of how to do that. So that's my challenge for everybody. I will give it back to you and you can uh, wrap us up here. Thank you, Dr. Drakers. It was a pleasure talking to you and working with you and uh, as well as yesterday. So with that, I want to wish everyone a wonderful week. And uh, We come back next week to have another conversation regarding something sociable, something, something social, something cultural, psychology, uh, any of these topics. So with that, have a wonderful Saturday and goodbye.
رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا